heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are have having a great time today just even talking about this show. How long have we been talking about this show, guys? Days. Days. Weeks. Weeks. You know, and I think we know what we're going to talk about today, don't we, Robbie? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Fishing. Fishing. With partly, we'll be fishing for some things today. Now, we're going to continue to talk about the lover stage. If you missed last week's show, you missed a great show. Um, I think this one will be better, so you want to stay tuned, but last week's show was amazing. We had Gordon Dalby on the show and talked about this, uh, the stage and the masculine journey as we've been continuing the, the walk through the masculine journey, which we've done before, but this time we're kind of focusing on David's life, scripturally, and then also how that relates to our lives. And uh, last week we had the uh, pleasure of having Gordon Dalby on, and it really helped us continue to look at the stage of the lover stage and how that can kind of get derailed, and guys can take off in a, a direction that uh, feels like the lover stage, but at the end of the day it's just something false. And so if you'd like to go back and listen to that, you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and listen to that. You can check us out on Facebook, and uh, that's Masculine Journey Radio on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn and just about everywhere I think you can be on. So if you've got access to the internet, you can find us. But uh, welcome. We're glad to have you. In studio, we have Robbie. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, good whatever it is, wherever you live. Good morning, Robbie. How are you? Here I am. I'm going to talk about the lover, and my wife is laughing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> We all are. <laughs> now, is yeah. it morning in your world or is it? Oh, this is Sunday Eve. Oh, Sunday Eve. Okay. Now, we are uh, Saturday afternoon. Thanks for joining. We have Vinny yeah. here with us. Vinny, we're, we're grateful to have you. And we're going to continue to talk about the lover stage. And uh, I have a couple quotes that I want to read to you that I think are, are really pretty cool. Um, both of these come from the book Fathered by God by John Eldridge. Obviously, he didn't uh, write them, but he quotes them. And one of them is an old Celtic quote that says, never get a sword never give a sword to a man who can't dance. Now, does that make any sense to you guys? If you didn't know this story, if you didn't know what we were talking about, you kind of think how much have they been drinking before they have this statement, right? Because it doesn't seem to make any sense. But there's so much insight to this particular statement, isn't there, Robbie? Oh, yeah, because unfortunately, warriors will take off on any battle, but a man who understands what it is he's fighting for is is a much more dangerous warrior than the guy who's just fighting to fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. And then there's another one from Thoreau that I thought was incredibly awesome. Um, I'd never heard it. You know, I could say I probably never read it before. But it says, most fishermen spend their entire lives without knowing it's not the fish they're after. So, Al, you like to fish, right? Absolutely. So when you hear that, what does that, uh, that quote kind of bring up in you? There's something about the beauty of the environment. Mm-hmm. when you're out there in the middle of a, a stream that you know there are days when i don't care if i catch a fish mm-hmm. yeah i just like to be out there and there's many days for me unfortunately that comes true yeah. <laughs> that i don't catch a fish and i am just out there <clears throat> but i enjoy that as well and i think that that's what we're talking about at this stage is as you go through the whole you know background a boy goes into boyhood stage and in that stage he's supposed to know without a doubt he is the beloved son of the father Right, and that's what he has to get out of that stage. And then moving from there, he goes into the cowboy ranger stage. 
And in that stage, he's really got to learn that he has what it takes to do hard work. And there's some small battles that he has to learn that he can fight. Not big overwhelming things. Not things a man should face. But small things that prepare him for the warrior stage. Then he moves into the warrior stage in which he needs to learn that he can rise up and fight against injustice. He can rise up and fight against things. But it's when he becomes to the lover stage after that and he enters into it, as you said, Robbie, he really learns that there's more to fight about or there's the right battles to pick, so to speak. Isn't that what you were saying? Yeah, and that's a lot of a man's life is realizing this is something worth fighting for. And this is something worth you know going after, and that's the neat thing about being fathered by God, as John Eldridge said, especially through this stage, which I'm afraid that most young men, even David's own kids, <laughs> didn't get a lot of fathering, as you can see from Absalom, through this particular stage. But the Heavenly Father can give us this idea of the kingdom, which is the ultimate battleground that Jesus himself is going to come and be a warrior in. Absolutely. We have a, a great movie clip I want to uh, go to and play, and we actually played it last week, but it's such a great clip. We'd like to play it again. No, actually, we're not. We're going to play that later. I'm going to tease you with that. We're going to have a great clip later, and it's from the movie uh, Goodwill Hunting, but right now we're going to play another Robin Williams clip from Dead Poets Society. And in this scene, we've played part of it before, and you'll hear part of it on a, a Microsoft commercial. I think it is, but that's not the part we're playing. We're playing the part that leads up to it, where he's dealing with these young men that are in poetry class because they have to be. And he's talking about this book that they're reading that tells them how to break down poetry into some type of legalistic way of interpreting whether it's good or not. And let's listen to how he tells them about poetry. Gentlemen, open your text, page 21 of the introduction. Mr. Perry, will you read the opening paragraph of the preface entitled Understanding Poetry? Understanding Poetry by Dr. J. Evans Pritchard, Ph.D., to fully understand poetry, we must first be fluent with its meter, rhyme, and figures of speech. Then ask two questions. One, how artfully has the objective of the poem been rendered? And two, how important is that objective? Question one rates the poem's perfection. Question two rates its importance. And once these questions have been answered, determining the poem's greatness becomes a relatively simple matter. If the poem's score for perfection is plotted on the horizontal of a graph, and its importance is plotted on the vertical, then calculating the total area of the poem yields the measure of its greatness. We're not laying pipe. We're talking about poetry. How can you describe poetry like American bandstand? Well, I like Byron. I give him a 42, but I can't <laughs> dance to it. Now, I want you to rip out that page. Keep ripping, gentlemen. This is a battle, a war. And the casualties could be your hearts and souls. Now, my class, you will learn to think for yourselves again. You will learn to savor words and language. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion. Medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. So Al, as you listen to that, what uh, really springs up in you? You know, in going back to the Walden, the quote from Walden, 
um, or on Golden Pond, it's not about catching the fish. The lover phase is not about sex. It's about the companionship. It's a lifelong emotional connection between a man and a woman. Now, I know when you're in the warrior phase and even in the boyhood uh, cowboy ranger stage, you're thinking, wow, she's a beautiful woman, you know. But you have to go, you have to understand that this phase is about appreciating a woman. It's about going after her heart. It's about letting her come after your heart. It's about a lifelong interaction where two become one. You're right. And I think that beyond that, you also learn that there's so much more to love. You know, when we think of David and and we know that, what do we know about David's story? Obviously, God calls him the man after his own heart, right? David was not perfect, as we talked about Robbie. He isn't. He makes his mistakes. But the times that he falls into the Father's love and seeks it, his eyes open to the beauty around him, not just the physical beauty of the woman, which is definitely God's creation. And thank you, God, for making that. That's, that's a very good job there. Thank you. The, the beauty of poetry, the beauty of landscape, those types of things. I'll never forget. I was on a trip to St. Petersburg, Russia, and I was going to go into the art museum there and I thought this would be the most boring thing I ever <laughs> get to go through and there was a painting by Rembrandt there and I was walking through just going okay there's a painting by Rembrandt and then all of a sudden I saw that painting and I almost went to my knees because there was light inside that painting somehow mm-hmm. there was beauty beyond understanding there was genius that I'd never seen before and I stood there for more than an hour and gazed because I saw something that I never would imagine was possible for a human to, to put into a painting and realize that you could print that in books from the taste of the cows come home unless you actually gazed into that Rembrandt painting. You couldn't understand the beauty. Mm-hmm. You couldn't understand what it was that the genius was that, that, that people that had seen it. And I began to understand what it is when you look into the heavens, right? If you go to the Outer Banks, mm-hmm in a certain way you look into the skies at night and you see how the heavens declare the glory of God. It's it's the same kind of thing. It awakens something in you that's larger than you ever realized you had in there. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, you know, the the different times that God's awakened my heart to beauty in different, different ways. And this last time that really just almost brought me to my knees, as you talked about, it was the time this last winter when Heidi and I were able to go away on our 20th wedding anniversary. And we didn't get to have really a honeymoon, just with life situations, financially, lots of things. And so at 20 years, we decided we're going to go to Cancun. And we'd never been anywhere like that. I've never really been out of the country other than just across the border into Mexico And uh, when I lived in California. And, and we flew into Cancun, and it was breathtaking. I, I, the pictures that we brought back, people are amazed at the pictures. And the pictures do not come close to giving it justice to how beautiful that environment was just the different colors of blue in the water, right? That I'd never seen before, and just going, "Wow, oh my gosh, God, you made an incre- incredible thing here!" And this is so much less than what heaven right. is described as, and this just blows my mind. And to hear the monkeys in the trees and see all these <laughs> little animals I've never seen before, it was just such a pleasant thing. And I never have found myself. I'm usually somebody that has to keep busy. I was perfectly okay at just sitting back and looking all around and seeing it, what God has done and saying, this is really incredibly cool. And what a teacher, you know, Robin Williams portray Robin Williams portrays there to be able to take these young men and say, wow, there is so much more to life 
than these noble pursuits, which they're going to be involved in all their life. But this is what you stay alive for are these things. And being fathered into understanding that is so huge. And, and it's clear that David got that out in the desert. You know, I, th- I think... I think I'll talk about it when we come back. I am looking forward to that. You've been listening to The Masculine Journey. We're going to continue this topic on The Lover. If you'd like to go listen to some podcasts that we've done in the past, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org, or you can go to Masculine Journey Radio on Facebook. We do have an event coming up in September. It's a dove camp, and you don't want to miss that. Go check it out on our our website. Again, that's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown, The Line of Fire, The Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dilmore, Truth Talk Live, all of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport. You can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com. Today, nearly half our nation's fighting forces are members of the Guard and Reserve. When they are called to active duty, they leave behind a family, a community, and a job. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, a Department of Defense agency, honors and protects the bond between service members and their civilian employers. Whether serving our country or supporting those who do, we all serve. To learn more about ESGR, call 1-800-336-4590 or visit esgr.mil. Welcome back to The Masculine Journey. When we left off, we were waiting for something, Al, you were going to tell us. And that minute was the longest minute. No, it really wasn't. But it was close to the longest minute of my life as I waited to hear what you had to say. So please share. Was married before my current wife, Candace, my second marriage. Uh, In the first marriage, um, it was before I walked in this message. The marriage was all about me. It was for her. It was what she wanted. For me, it was what about I want what I wanted. But now that I walk in this message and I'm married to my lovely wife, Candace, now for 17 years, you know, it's about us. We're talking about what do we want to do together? I'm looking for things in her life that I can do to make it shine. And she does the same thing for me. And that to me, that kind of speaks to what Robbie was talking about. um, The beauty, you know, when I look at my life now and I look at my wife, I think it to me, it's breathtaking because it's something that was God sent. Exactly. You know, and when we can look at that, you know, when we talk about walking in this message, yeah, John Eldridge has had an impact on our life. Gordon Dalby's had an impact on our life. But what's had an impact on their life was the gospel, right? And really all they're doing is telling the gospel in a different way and going back and saying, okay, that sounds good in your book, but I want to see that in God's word and going and looking at it and finding it there and saying, oh my gosh, how could I have missed this for so long? You know, there's so much more there that God, you've been trying to give me that I haven't seen that lets me really see life from that perspective. You know, one of the things that we talked about earlier before we came on is, you know, it's easy to beat on yourself a little bit in the in this lover stage, you know, and say, look, I'm not what I need to be. I, I still pursue the affections of the woman too much to answer my question, or I'm looking at things I shouldn't be looking at to, to give me happiness, so to speak. And, and part of that is, is realizing, you know, unlike David, we didn't necessarily get things from all those stages we needed to get. You know, there were things that were missing maybe in the boyhood stage for us or maybe in the, the cowboy ranger stage or even in that warrior stage that God's going to have to come after you and help you get. He's going to have to father you through that 
and then you can be a better place to be the lover that you're called to be. I definitely am a different person. I still fail at times, but a different person towards my wife and kids than I was even a year ago, that I was thankfully five years ago. And that's as God moves me closer to that, but he does that through fathering me through some of those things that I missed in the past. I know we talked a little bit about before when growing up, my dad was a great man, loved him, but through a series of events, I never felt like I was a priority to my dad. And God spent two years almost coming after me, just showing me that, you know what, you're a priority to the point that it almost got comical. One day, probably eight people came up to me and made comments to me as like, so off the wall. And I'm saying, God, what's this about? And finally I hear him say, are you going to believe me at some point? You are a priority. You know, and then I could just, again, take that stage of my life and let that say, okay, God, I get it. Now we can move on. I'm sure there's healing. I got to get in the cowboy ranger stage of things that I missed. And I, and I think of my own love life <laughs> to whatever extent, even through those early years, the, the early heartbreaks sent me into a deeper passion that later I could only find God would fulfill. And, and would I really understand Jesus' love for me if I had not understood how deeply I was desiring the love of these different ladies in my life mm-hmm. that, that, you know, preceded my wife, but yet, let, you know, certainly when she came in and fulfilled that, I was th- realizing that there was something more to this and something that only God could fill. You know, when I was a child, I missed the Cowboy Ranger stage. I sat around watching TV, um, and I didn't really get out and enjoy life and live it. And I didn't understand what hard work was. And when I got into the Navy, oh boy, there was a reality of both hard work and you've got to learn how to become a warrior. And it, it didn't click with me until later that learning how to do the hard work and learning how to fight the battles really made a difference to me as a father because with my daughter whenever I make a promise I keep it I don't make a promise unless I'm going to keep it but when I make that promise sometimes it is so hard but because I'm a warrior I have to rise up and overcome whatever the day's thrown at me to keep that promise and I think that there's there's more for everybody we've all had these problems that's just one aspect of it but the same thing for my wife You know, there are times when the warrior in me wants to fight a battle at her, Mm -hmm. but the battle is not my wife. My wife is who I'm fighting for, Mm -hmm. and I have to learn to make that segue. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I think that, you know, at the onset of the warrior stage, we talked a little bit earlier that every battle seems like the one that I want to die on that hill for, you know, and it's understanding that there's more to life than just the battle. And we're going to go and listen to the clip I promised you we'd play. It's from Goodwill Hunting. And in this clip, you got Robin Williams. Again, it's Robin Williams Day today. And in this clip, it's such a good movie. There's some harsh language through it, and you got to get through that. And there's some difficult subject matter. But there's so incredible truths that's in this that uh, lead you right back to the, the truth of the Father. And in this clip, you've got Robin Williams, who's a psychologist, and his patient, uh, Matt Damon. And Matt Damon has made the comment to him, kind of busting on him a little bit about a painting he had done. And Robin Williams is responding to him about, you don't really know what you're talking about. And we're going to listen to that. I thought about what you said to me the other day about my painting. I stayed up half the night thinking about it. Something occurred to me. I fell into a deep, peaceful sleep and haven't thought about you since. You know what occurred to me? No. You're just a kid. You don't have the faintest idea of what you're talking about. Why, thank you. It's all right. You've never been out of Boston. 
Nope. So if I asked you about art, you'd probably give me the skinny on every art book ever written. Michelangelo. I know a lot about him. Life's work, political aspirations, him and the Pope. I bet you can't tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel. You never actually stood there and looked up at that beautiful ceiling. If I ask you about women, you can't tell me what it feels like to wake up next to a woman and feel truly happy. You're a tough kid. When I ask you about war, you'd probably uh, throw Shakespeare at me, right? Once more into the breach, dear friends. But you've never been near one. You've never held your best friend's head in your lap and watch him gasp his last breath looking to you for help. When I ask you about love, you'd probably quote me a sonnet. But you've never looked at a woman and been totally vulnerable. Known someone that could level you with her eyes. Feeling like God put an angel on earth just for you. Who could rescue you from the depths of hell. And you wouldn't know what it's like to be her angel. To have that love for her be there forever. Through anything. Through cancer. And you wouldn't know about sleeping sitting up in a hospital room for two months holding her hand. Because the doctors could see in your eyes that the terms visiting hours don't apply to you. You don't know about real loss. Because that only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself. I doubt you've ever dared to love anybody that much. You know, in this, we have two warriors. We have a warrior who is loved and lost his love, but he's still a lover. And we have a warrior who's fighting everything around him. He's, he's insecure and angry at who he is and where he's come from. And because of that, it holds him back from being able to experience the love that Robin Williams discussed. Mm-hmm. Because he's had the heart of the lover, he can now be a king and he can help coach those warriors on these are the battles that you want to fight. Now, I just want to read you some of the words from David, because at some point we like to bring the Bible into this conversation. And you have Psalm 1611, it says, You make known to me the path of life. You fill with me the joy of your presence, your eternal pleasures at your right hand. There's so many of the Psalms that, that goes into this. 42.1, As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Psalm 63.1, You God are my God, earnestly I seek you, I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. This man is a lover, but he's not loving a woman at that point. He's loving his Savior, his Creator. Right. And it's when he can live in that love of the Father that all those other things kind of come into perspective. You know, when we know about David is, you know, David does lose sight of that at one point. And and men, we do. We'd love to say that we're always on the straight road and we're never going to take a step to the left or to the right. But we live in a fallen world. We're still in, in stages of healing and restoration. You know, and I'd love to think I'm never going to take a step off path, but I'm also at least old enough now at 50 to realize that's probably not reality. You know, I can hope and I can pray, but at some point when I take my eyes off the Father, I'm going to turn and look to something other than that. And you get to see David do that with Bathsheba. Right in that story, when you go back and you, you read through it, all the kings were going off to war. It was the spring and all kings were going off to war and they're fighting the bigger story. They're fighting for freedom. They're fighting for things that, you know, that literally God has called some of them to go do. And David decides in the season of his life to stay home to the point where now he's not focusing on what God wants him to do necessarily, but he's focusing on what's around him. And the first, first thing that catches his eye is what, Robbie? The 
Beauty of nature. I mean, it's all. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I threw that to you to kind of stop you. It was Bathsheba who was bathing across the way, right? And he could see her from the tops of the. Words could not capture what Robbie was seeing from David's eyes. I went to see the deer in the headlights in Robbie's eyes, but no. It was not the deer panning, though. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but but David loses sight and, and he falls. You know, and there's definitely repercussions from that. There, there's ripple effects from that choice, and and we're going to have those. But just like David's story, that's not the end of the story. You know, David turns back to God, and he says, "God, you know, I have fallen, All right?" And he turns his love and his attention to God, and God continues to father him through that. And that's why David is a man after God's own heart, right? At least in my mind, God's not said it. I don't know for sure, but it's because he let God father him and turn to him for the answers. I think of, <laughs> I'm hoping that, that parents, you know, there's so much adventure that people feel like they can get on the internet or TV and all these places. But I love that movie clip, we don't have it here, where the, <laughs> the guy's going to Alaska and he says all those people are looking for adventure sitting there in front of the boob tube and there is none there. Mm-hmm. They're not really experiencing art. When, when Robin Williams says, have you looked up in the Sistine Chapel? Well, you know, I got a chance one time to actually see the the train that you just heard going. <laughs> I got one, uh, to actually see the statue of David and, and to go to Florence and see that or to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. There there are things that are way beyond under, you know, if you get a chance to go do those things, go on that adventure and and get to see some of the things that God has provided to be to bring out that lover stage in in us, whether it's art or poetry or where you find it other than just obviously women which is pretty good yeah that's a pretty good one you know i I know i told the story before but uh you know heidi and i when i proposed to her was at the grand canyon and i I love to say the grand canyon was the second most beautiful thing there that day i hope you're listening heidi but uh no that was such a breathtaking place and just the awe if you've never been there you don't have to go across the seas just go across the country god's done some amazing things he's done some amazing things here in north carolina you know go there Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. You can get more information on upcoming events. You can get more information about the Dove Camp that Robbie's going to be putting some more information out on. You can get past podcasts, and you can learn more about when you can catch up with us in Kernersville. The Masculine Journey Radio Show comes to you weekly on The Truth because of your faithful prayer and gifts. Their address is Masculine Journey Radio, P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285, or online at truthnetwork.com. Be sure to let them know that you listen to the program on The Truth Network.